Welcome to the Self-Realized Podcast with Linton Berkson, where you will shatter your limits. I am not much into the self-help industry as much as I'm into the self-realized individual, which is you. What matters most to you, how you get there, and the obstacles that may be in your way. If you would like to be part of this podcast and part of that discussion, I welcome you here with an open heart, open mind, and open arms. So, without further ado... Let's get on with the podcast. Welcome to the Self-Realized Podcast, Shatter Your Limits. I am Linton Bergson, and this is episode 15, The Problem with Self-Help. As you can tell from the intro of the podcast, I'm not much into the self-help industry as much as I'm into the self-realized individual. And I came across an article on LinkedIn by Sarah Blakely, which inspired me to do the podcast on this topic today because she wrote an article there about, if you don't know who Sarah Blakely is, she is the founder of Spanx, the clothing wear, which is a billion-dollar company. She wrote an article there, and I quote from Sarah, from her LinkedIn post, here's something self-help books won't often tell you. Growth is lonely. That's why so many people become stuck and stay stuck. It takes constant commitment, day in and day out, to see real growth in your life. In today's episode, I'm going to give you specific guidance on how not to get stuck and keep moving forward with commitment to the changes that you have chosen to make. When you get involved in making a transformation in your life and you begin to get involved in self-help, it's not often represented from the perspective of this is something that's going to be difficult. It's something that's going to require a lot of your time, a lot of your effort, and a lot of your energy. And oftentimes the self-help industry doesn't stress enough, and I agree with Sarah on this, that this is not something that you can lightly embark upon if you're going to have a serious change in your life. Because you're going to be reflecting when you get involved with self-help, how are you going to make the changes that you are thinking about in your life? You don't seek self-help because you are content with everything as it is now. You will be seeking self-help in order to make some changes in your life that you'd like to see because you're not happy with the way certain things are going right now. And in order for you to do that, by default, you're going to have change in your life. And change comes in many different ways depending on what you want to do. You may want to change friendships. You may want to look at your personal relationship, your career, family interactions, or everything I just mentioned. But once you start implementing change, it means that certain habits are going to be let go and certain ways of thinking are going to be let go and certain ways of acting you're going to let go. Those are big commitments and big changes that you are deciding by embarking on self-help that you're going to make. In order for you to do that, you have to acknowledge before you get involved that you are going to be investing because you're going to spend money on books. You're going to spend money on courses. You're going to spend the most important asset that you have time going to these different things, reading these different books. 
And if you truthfully are going to apply anything in those books, you're going to be in a position where you're upsetting your status quo. You are disrupting your life as you know it. Oftentimes, a self-help industry doesn't always let you know what it is that you're getting involved in. It's wrapped up very nice with a pretty bow around it, but the truth is it's not a pretty bow. It's something that's very difficult to do, and for you to get through it, you're going to have a lot of courage, a lot of commitment to that change. And you can read the article that Sarah wrote. I left a link in the show notes for this episode that you can go to on LinkedIn and read that article in full because you are going to begin to look at self-help differently now. What you're getting involved in is transformation. And the logo that I have for Self-Realize is a butterfly shattering its limits because you are now going to be the butterfly that's come out of the cocoon and you're going to be this beautiful new version of yourself that you weren't before. And that is really what transformation is. And in order for you to do that, you're going to have to decide up front that you are going to take that inner journey. It's not about reading books. It's not about going to courses. I mean, that's all good and well, but very few people apply very little of what they've read or the courses they've gone to over an extended period of time to get the results that they want because it becomes too difficult. And so you have to be guided at the very beginning, which is a process of being self-realized. At the very beginning, you realize for yourself what it is that you're trying to accomplish, the transformation that you're trying to make in your life, and in some detail how that's going to occur. The self-realized individual is being guided inwardly first. That's the journey of being self-realized. You do not want to seek self-help. You do not need help to know what to do. You are going to decide what you're going to do with your life and then tell other people the help you need to get it accomplished. You want to go inside first and you want to decide what it is internally on a very deep level that it is that you're trying to do. Do not reach for a book or for a course or hear something on the radio or see something online or on television and snatch at that and say, oh, this sounds very good, so let me go attend this course because they're talking about goal setting and they're talking about starting your own business and being an entrepreneur and how you do that. And I've always wanted to do that, so I'm going to go listen to these people. It's going to be wrapped up in a very nice package so you can buy something they're selling 95% of the time. The truth is that if you're going to be an entrepreneur, you're going to have a very difficult time when the first initial inertia wears off and the excitement. Very few companies succeed. And before you invest time in courses and investing in a new business, you need to understand some fundamentals about you. I have added a link in the show notes from a YouTube video called To Be an Entrepreneur, which gives advice from Jeff Bezos, Elon Musk, Bill Gates, among others, about life and entrepreneurship, which you might find interesting to look at to give you some further direction. For example, if you're thinking about attending a course on how to be an entrepreneur, 
spending the money and making the investment, some of the questions you might want to ask yourself before proceeding forward are, are you a persistent individual? Are you someone that is able to take a lot of risk? Are you someone that can constantly get up 18 hours a day, seven days a week and put everything on the line and move forward in order for you to be a successful entrepreneur? If you don't have those natural abilities and you don't feel that you can do that long term and stress is not something that you deal with very well or you even know how to manage, then if you sat down for a while quietly within yourself, reaching out for a course about how it's great to work for yourself and be this great entrepreneur or how it is to change your diet and have this great diet that will make you feel fantastic, all of these things sound great. But do they really resonate with you? An individual seeking to be self-realized always goes inside themselves first. And that's what I greatly encourage. That's why I'm into being self-realized. Don't do anything or listen to anyone about anything in your life until you've consulted with the most important person that you can consult with, which is you. And once you've done that, you keep going inwardly so that you can keep getting the answers to how you should act externally. Consult inwardly first about what is it that I'm trying to accomplish. Sit quietly with yourself. As I mentioned in the previous episode, finding your life's purpose. Try to use your intuition. Get involved with that inner calling, that inner divine guidance, that inner intuition, that inner connection with something bigger than yourself, whether you want to call it, as I mentioned many times, spirit, God, divine understanding, cosmic consciousness, it doesn't matter. You need to figure out for yourself internally what's calling you. What is calling you? And until you really have that answer, you don't need to go outside to get any solutions. Because a lot of times you may have gone to school, someone told you you need a degree or you halfway through your life, and you find that now you've been doing something that you didn't want to do. You were told it was a good idea. You were led to believe by different influences that this may be something that you would be good at. And now you found that isn't really your calling, which is a difficult place to be because if you had gone inwardly first into that self-realized place, and what is self-realization? What is going to that self-realized place? It's knowing that everything you need an answer for is inside of you, always has been, always will be. You just completely and utterly continue to improve that knowing. And anybody who's really doing anything of meaning in their life that they found resonates with them deeply, they work with their intuition. It's a non-negotiable item. I talk about it in episode three, listen to your inner voice. And when you look at people and you listen to them, whether it's Steve Jobs Oprah Winfrey. And it doesn't have to be on that scale that you're trying to do something. Even Sarah Blakely, who I mentioned earlier in her article, she's big on intuition and following that inner voice. And they acted and put everything around them according to what they were feeling inwardly, which is what you are going to do. You're going to first establish inwardly what is calling you and how you feel about your life and where you want to go. 
And when you have established that inwardly, you're going to seek outwardly the solutions to accomplish that. That is how you become a self-realized individual, not by being led, but by you leading yourself. For example, if you decided that you wanted to be a prime athlete and that was your calling, you saw someone do something, whether it was a snowboard or mountain biking, whatever it is, for argument's sake, you decide you want to be that pro mountain biker or you wanted to be a great teacher, for example, because teaching is your calling. You are now going to seek out whatever you can in those courses and how you can develop those skills because you've established early on what it is you need to accomplish what it is that's calling you. You don't want to get involved in the self-help industry or people trying to guide you down a pathway and sell you things that are totally irrelevant to your life. If you get involved in things that are relevant, fine. But usually what you need is one or two things to set you on your way. You don't consistently need to go to courses or buy books or constantly be doing that. They say a lot of leaders read a lot, and I understand that, of course. And in all the years that business leaders and CEOs brought me into their organizations, it was to solve issues that they couldn't find the answer to in books or within the current structure of their organization. I would suggest to you that a lot of the answers that you need to have in business and life, you can't get from a book. Every organization that I've been into, and I have done organizational development, reorganized the company top-down, we did the org chart, did leadership development, communication development, productivity development, management development, work with individuals, not only in organizations, but personally on different levels to help them develop themselves. And how I have developed myself is that I am not looking to bring to you or anybody else, and neither should you, something I could find in a book. If I'm doing that, I might as well give you the book to read and you can come to your own conclusion. I am not knocking education. If you educate yourself in something, that's fine. Then take it to a different level. Because once you've got the basics down, it's up to you to where you take it. That is what separates you out from the ordinary to the extraordinary. For example, if you would look at an athlete, most athletes have the basics down. They're going to eat right. They're going to sleep right. They're going to train hard. They're going to look at their heart rates. They're going to look at their calories. They're going to look at everything at a very high level, their nutrition. Basically, that's their education. They all have the same education. They all have the basics down. How many of those athletes take it to a different place? How many of those athletes become extraordinary? And some don't have any more talent or ability than the others. They're all eating the same. They may have the same talent and ability. But what they do have within them is that self-realized state, which you can't teach someone, you can't put into someone, that innate desire to succeed, to push themselves further, to see what they can do, to persist. Because something within them is saying, I have the basics down. I can do better than this. I can take this somewhere else. They have that inner intuitive awareness, that sense of, I know that I can take this to a different place. Let me experiment and see what I can do with the basics and take it to another level. I talk more about experimentation and how that builds self-confidence in episode 13. 
self-confidence, how do you have it? Contemplate on this for a moment. The self-help industry is suggesting that they may have answers to help you. I am not suggesting. I am letting you know for a fact. I don't have any answers that can help you. I can only give you a process that can help you get the answers for yourself. And if you want to take one or two things that resonate from me, buy a book, take a course, my objective is that at some point you may just take one or two things and those one or two things will lead you inwardly into yourself. You're not going to constantly be bombarded with keep coming back for more, keep coming back for more, because then I'm not providing you with something that sets you free. You want to be free because you are a wellspring, a phenomenal wellspring of information that you have access to. And what makes you so special, and you are, is your ability to access that on your own terms and bring it to the world. There's only certain processes available to do that, and we all have access to it, and it's absolutely free. Intuition, which I mentioned many times before in many different episodes. Imagination, which if you do study and research on anybody who's achieved anything, had mountains of imagination and intuition. I love this quote from Albert Einstein. Your imagination is the preview to your life's coming events. Inspiration, which again is being inspired from sources greater than ourselves. Guidance. All these things are intangibles. The process of the self-realized individual is having the courage and the guts to hang into the intangibles. The self-realized individual is consistently and constantly working and honing those skills of intuition, imagination, inspiration, all these intangibles, courage, faith, they're free. And if you want to surround yourself with individuals that are helping you hone those skills so that you own them, then you are on the self-realized journey. If you're wanting to constantly go to other people and look at books that they want to give you to read about how certain things were done, how that person did them, and how you should now do them because this person wrote it in a book or there's some example that they're giving. That's nothing to do with you. That's the way they did it. That's an example they give about how they feel. Always question things from the perspective of how do I feel about what's going on around me? Go inside. And you may not agree about something somebody said. I don't agree with a lot of what people have said and done. And when I go into an organization and they bring a problem to me, they've consulted the manuals. They've, they've consulted the books. They've consulted everyone around them who has the books and the manuals. But they haven't come up with a solution. But when I'm given a problem to deal with, I don't go to a book. I go for a walk. I sit quietly. I let things percolate. 95% of the time, the solution comes from a very common sense approach and a high degree of wisdom. For example, if you hire someone and their personality is very outgoing, or if you date someone and they have a very outgoing personality and you find that difficult to deal with or they're in a position where 
If you hire them, it requires them to be working in a corner as a data processor, and you finally have a problem with them now disturbing everybody in the workplace because they're talking to everyone. That's not a problem. That's just a lack of common sense. Again, if you're dating someone who's very outgoing and you're not this way, that's not a problem. That's common sense. And you can go in a book and read a thousand times about hiring people and about all the process of hiring people or going online to find out how to find the right date or buying books or seeking help from your friends or spending money on courses that can guide you in the right area to find your soulmate. When some basic common sense can solve the problem and that comes from sometimes just being alone and thinking things through. It is amazing how much a little contemplation, self-analysis and reflection can bring about in your life. 95% of your life will be solved on common sense and wisdom if you allow it to manifest. If you or I keep going to everybody for a solution for everything in our life, what use are we to ourselves? So my suggestion is don't seek self-help. Seek to be self-realized. Seek out those individuals who will help you understand how to increase your intuition through the correct meditation, how they will help you to understand that nature is really an answer to a lot of things that you're trying to find solutions for, that silence and solitude and the ability to listen to yourself is going to give you more power, more guidance, more peace, more calm, more awareness than anything you could ever imagine. You are now on that journey of being self-realized. And you won't need anyone or anything to guide or tell you what it is that you need to do for you. You may seek information or solace from those individuals that resonate at that level with you, but you won't be seeking them for help. You'll be seeking them for wisdom. And being self-realized, you will know the difference, which they will share with you but ultimately, you will still come up with your own solution. I sincerely appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please subscribe so you do not miss any upcoming episodes. Whatever platform you're on, please leave a rating and review. I would greatly appreciate it. Any additional information on me, Linton Bergson, and my five-star reviewed book, Purposeful Vision, is available at selfrealize.com, which is all one word. You can also leave any comments or suggestions on the website. I look forward to connecting with you very soon and take good care of yourself.